77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. On your Tuesday morning. So, everyone knows I'm um, friendly with Mike Lawler. Mike, of course, out of Rockland County. He's been on this show a million times. And he's good. You know, he's a good politician and he's very good on the radio. I can't stand what he did and the rest of these House Republicans. I don't care what he says. They have really effed things up, all of them, starting with Matt Gates and Nancy Mace, by getting rid of McCarthy. And then if McCarthy's out, just vote for Jim Jordan. That's it. So instead now, three weeks later, we got nothing. We got a complete mess. And I feel very strongly that all of these folks, all my friends, especially Nancy and Mike, really effed up and are being very, very selfish. Very selfish. But I can live with that. I can live with that. What I can't live with is seeing a picture with Jamal Bowman, who is no different than Ayanna Presley, AOC, Rashida Talib, Elon Omar, all these BDS folks, these hateful Americans who hate Jews, sitting on a plane together smiling. Now, Lawler's going to try to explain that away, and he deserves that opportunity. But no matter what he says, that was a huge mistake. I wouldn't even sit next to Bowman in the first place, let alone take a picture and put it on my social media. Jamal Bowman is a racist scumbag. That's all he is. And I got news from Mike. People these days, between Israel, the illegal crisis here in New York, and what the House Republicans are doing, they're not laughing a lot these days. Not a lot of smiles. And if Mike thought that a picture of him and Bowman was going to make people laugh, he is seriously mistaken. With all that said, here he is. Mike Lawler. Mike, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, Sid. I appreciate you letting me come on. Uh, I certainly understand the frustration. Nobody's been more frustrated over the past few weeks uh, than I have down in Washington. Uh, This has been an unmitigated disaster. Uh, It will go down as the single stupidest political move ever made to remove the Speaker of the House in the middle of a term without cause. Uh, And obviously, it's been very frustrating within the conference uh, to try and come to consensus uh, and pick a new speaker. And, you know, I had no problem with Jim. Uh, Jim and I spoke many times directly about it uh, and where things were. Uh, Unfortunately, there was not going to be consensus 
because the removal of McCarthy, the blocking of Scalise, uh, created such deep division within the conference uh, that nobody was going to get there. And we still find ourselves in the same spot. And so when I went home on Friday after another disastrous week, uh, I was sitting on my plane uh, to Westchester, and a bowman comes up the aisle and says, I'm sitting next to you. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And he sits down, and I said, well, it's a good thing we're not in an exit row, so you can't pull the alarm on us. And, uh, you know, he laughed. And so I, I snapped the photo, and I uploaded it to Twitter to roast him. You know, Jamal and I don't exactly see eye to eye on anything. Uh, and I've been one of the staunchest critics of the squad, including last week, in a House Foreign Affairs Committee hearing uh, on Iran, where my bill, the SHIP Act, which would increase sanctions on Iranian petroleum, uh, passed overwhelmingly with a few f Democrats voting against it uh, because they don't think there should be sanctions on Iran. Uh, but I absolutely eviscerated Rashida Tlaib for her false and vile claims that Israel bombed a hospital. Not only did she make those claims, she then repeated it despite the White House coming out and denying it. She repeated it at a protest at the Capitol in support of Hamas. These people are out of their minds insane. And I have been one of the strongest critics of every member of the squad for their vile anti-Semitism, for the work that they have done promulgating these lies about Israel. Um, but, you know, when I sat down with him, next to, sitting next to me on the plane, first of all, it wasn't by choice. But second of all, you know, this is a guy who three weeks ago was under the spotlight because he pulled a fire alarm while we were voting to keep the government open. And the reason that's out of the news and went away is because Matt Gates burned the house to the ground by removing McCarthy. And so handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno He's your numero uno. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, he, listen, he did burn the house to the ground by removing McCarthy, but then you guys had an opportunity to put in a very, very good man in Jim Jordan. I like McCarthy. I, I don't even talk to Nancy Mace anymore because of that. But given the opportunity to put in a good man, two wrongs don't make a right. You don't all of a sudden go, well, I'm not going to vote for Jordan because I miss McCarthy. So you guys did exactly the same thing. You did exactly the same thing. Exactly. So with, all, with all due respect, it's not. And here's, it here's is. No, it is. No, it is. It is. It here's, is. Here's the, here's the problem. You have a conference of 221 people. It is not about the speaker. It is about being able to get to 218 votes to pass legislation. And what Matt Gates and seven others did was team up with Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Jamal Bowman to remove McCarthy. They needed 208 Democrats to team up with them to remove the Republican speaker. And so now what you have is a situation within the conference where people are so pissed off 
so dug in. Oh, grow up. God, who no, cares? Hey, listen, there, grow up, who cares? Yeah, but here's the problem. Jeez. you got to get to 217 votes oh, on the floor okay, to elect okay. a speaker. Right. And if we don't get if we don't get that consensus within the conference, right. we're going to be in a really sh- terrible spot uh, going forward. This has been a three week disaster that never should have happened. The American people don't care about our internal bickering. Correct. They care about dealing with the border. They care about reining in the spending. They care about supporting Israel. That's right. They care about taking on China. So, Mike, so, Mike, so I agree with the, the beginning of your statement. Matt Gates and Mace and all them, they blew it up, and, and they should be ashamed of themselves. And like I said, I haven't talked to Nancy May since. But Ben, given the opportunity to put in a good man in Jim Jordan, you guys continue the same nonsense, no matter what you say. Just vote him in. He's a good man. He's a Republican. He's got the same values you have. So you and I know Esposito was worried about salt tax on Long Island and and all these guys. You did the same exact thing. Look to me, this this is bigger than the speaker. You have to be able to build consensus within the conference. We can elect the speaker, and then be in the exact same place when it comes to passing our appropriations bills. Because people are unwilling to work as a team. If you can't deal with that fundamental issue, it doesn't matter who the speaker is. And Listen, that, is, that, that may all problem. be true. That may all be true, Mike. But that's very inside baseball. What you have to understand is, okay, you got to look at it from the average guy on the street. You and I talk about this stuff ad nauseum all day. The average guy on the street goes, look at these jerk-offs. Israel's on fire. There's illegals running in the streets. And they can't pick a guy. And these are the people in the street, Mike, that vote for you and put you back in office, not the guys you're bickering with inside I, I that chamber. With, I agree with I agree with you a thousand percent. But this is this is where and I said to Jim, you want to you want to get there. You got to get Matt Gates and company in a room with all the swing district members, with all the people who were Scalise supporters that were pissed off about what happened to Scalise. Get them in a room, hash it out and get the votes. And he never did it. He never put everybody in the room, which I asked him four times, put them in the room and get the votes. This isn't about holding out for some stupid piece of legislation. This is about being able to govern. And if you can't govern, we don't deserve the majority. And that's and that's the pathetic thing of, of what has happened here. The American people put us in charge in the House for a reason. Joe Biden has been an unmitigated disaster on the economy, on the border, on foreign policy. The world is burning. There's no question about that. You look at Ukraine, you look at Israel, you look at the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan, you look at what China is doing uh, across the globe, uh, and we're sitting here playing twiddly-dinks. I mean, it's a complete joke, and nobody has been more frustrated than I have. And, you know, when I tweeted out the photo of Jamal Bowman, believe me, it ain't because I'm friends with Jamal Bowman. Uh, Sometimes you got to use a little levity. Maybe I'm not as funny as you, but, you know, the, the challenge, uh, believe me, I've, nobody has been more pissed off about what has been going on in Washington uh, than I have. And nobody's been a stronger defender of Israel. No, no listen, uh, listen, I, all, all this is true. So, you, you, listen, I love you. You're a good man. We became friendly because everything you just said is true. I think you're great. OK, but you got to you got to think for a second outside the box. OK, again, going back to the guy in the street who's sick of you guys fighting in the chamber. That guy in the street doesn't know the exact relationship between you and Bowman. They see a picture of you two smiling on an airplane about to land in Westchester, and they go, 
hold on a second. He's friends with him? I mean, at the very least, at least admit to me right now that in a feeble attempt at humor, given the chance to do that all over again, you would never do that. That was a major mistake. Well, I certainly wouldn't smile in the photo. But, you know, look, I, I understand it. But it's when you're in, when you're in a legislative body, all right, you, you have to you have to be able to deal with your colleagues. You don't have to like them. You don't have to be friends with them. You don't have to agree with them. But you do have to deal with each other. Guy sits down next to me. I'm not going to tell him, hey, go fuck off. Oh, you, you can't know? say that. Dump that, Lou, quick, quick. <laughs> yeah, I like that, but go ahead. <laughs> the, internet, the Internet audience heard that just now. That's pretty cool. Go ahead, go ahead. But, but you know, you got to deal with each other. And, and Jamal and I share Westchester. We split it half and half. I, I have been extremely critical of him and extremely cl- critical of how he has treated his Jewish constituents. There's a reason. I mean, I, I get so many of his constituents who reach out for help uh, because they don't want to go to him. I mean, this is a guy who shut down his office in August for two weeks, literally shut down every every office in Washington and in the district and told everybody, call your U.S. senator for help. We're off for two weeks. I can't imagine possibly shutting down your office. Uh, you're, you're paid to serve your constituents. You're there to work. Uh, but that's him. Uh, that's not me. Uh, and, you know, obviously, like I said, I guess poor attempt at humor. But, um, you know, we are in a precarious situation in this country right now. Uh, we need adults. We need people who are willing to do the work. Uh, I am willing to do that work. Uh, that's why I, I work seven days a week. I have an 18-month-old daughter who, you know, I, I don't get to see as much as I would like because this is serious, important work that we're doing. Uh, and unfortunately, it's been derailed uh, by a handful of members uh, who wanted to put their, their personal petty grievances above the conference, above the party, uh, and have created just a, a total mess no. within. Right. And you're one of them. I love you. Um, so stop it. <laughs> stop. I'm telling you to stop. I, I'm, and I'm doing this for you, Mike doesn't matter to me. I'm doing this for you because I got to tell you, I got a ton of friends. And they're not the brightest bulbs on the tree. So those are the guys that are watching the Dolphins and the Bills on Sunday. But they vote. And they go, hey, what's up with your friend taking pictures with Bowman? Hey, why is your friend acting like a bitch like Gates and Mace did? That's all they see. They don't know the ins and outs and, and they need 218 votes. So when I tell you all this, I'm, t- I'm trying to help you. You are not helping yourself. You're not helping yeah, yourself. You understand that? Uh, listen, I get it. We we have to get back to work. We have to elect a speaker, and we got to move forward. Uh, this is this has been a disastrous. Well, three well, weeks. Where are we now with that? What's what's good? Is Patrick McHenry going to jump in? Do you have somebody else? This guy Emmer. Where are we with that exactly? There's there's eight uh, folks that have put their name forward. One dropped out last night. So there's eight folks left. We're having a vote at 9 o'clock this morning, uh, and we will see who comes out of it. I'm hopeful whoever comes out of it that everybody puts aside their, their personal views and gets gets this person elected on the floor today so that we can get back to work because this, is, this has been a ridiculous three weeks uh, that we've squandered. Uh, not being able to do our appropriations work, not being able to fight to get the border secured, and obviously not passing aid to Israel. Listen, uh, good luck today. 
and uh, the suspension has been lifted. You're back on the show. And, um, right. you I know, appreciate it. I know you're a good guy. You got a great heart. You're smart. You're smarter than most of the guys in that chamber, if not all of them. Just uh, appeal to your, your the people that you work with in their friends and foes that they need to get this done and they need to get it done now. Okay, pal. I appreciate. It. I'll, I'll leave you with one thing. When I uh, when we were boarding the plane, Sean Patrick Maloney was actually getting on the plane too. Uh, so it was an interesting ride home. <laughs> but I, uh, I I went up to him and I said, "Hey, do you want your old job back?" And he, and he just looked at me. He was like, "No, I'm going to Paris." He's right. Okay. He's right. Not an easy job, Mike Lauder, but you do it well. So good luck uh, later on today. Thank you for calling in. We'll talk again very soon. All right. Thanks, Ed. All right, pal. Take care. Mike Lawler out of Rockland County, and they got some work to do.